It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome to uh, Three-Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. And uh, we're going to talk about Logan today. Um, man, you know, uh, we went to see this movie in the theater, and we loved it. Yeah, the it's an amazing movie. It really is. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, we got an R rating, so we can do what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I mean, it's like in the special features that I did watch of the film, which I did get to see. You know, it's out on Blu-ray, um, and there's a Steelbook edition. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about the Steelbook today. But uh, one of the things that um, uh, Hugh Jackman said was that it's really difficult to um, do this do a Wolverine movie without it being an R rating. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's PG-13. Okay, well, we can't do the things that Wolverine normally does in the comic books, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, um, but, you know, it wasn't gratuitous. I just thought that it was, you know, it was a pretty mm-hmm. violent movie. It is violent, but... But, I mean, it, there wasn't anything like, oh, yeah, we're an R-rated movie, so now we can just show nudity everywhere, you know. Yeah, and it thing. wasn't, like, the violence, it wasn't, like... Uh, so over the top that it was just like it wasn't like just violence for the sake of violence yeah yeah I mean it was necessary violence it was necessary violence I mean good grief if you've got blades coming out of your hands you're probably going to be doing that kind of stuff you know um now the film the film is really bleak and really kind of gritty and um dark I mean it's Mm -hmm. very dark yeah I I think, uh, you know, there's some people that find it kind of, don't want to watch it again because it's kind of a bummer, but I think it's so well written and it's so, it is. made so meaningful that I could just watch it again and again. That's the, that's the thing about this film that is so good is the strength of the writing. Um, and the acting is great, you know, mm-hmm. because um, as it was mentioned in the special features, Hugh Jackman really in real life is not anything like Wolverine. <laughs> <No>. I mean, <laughs> Wolverine, as uh, Daphne Keene was saying, a little girl who's amazing. Yeah, she uh, is. The little girl Daphne Keene, she said that, you know, he's really jokes around with you, and he's always telling a joke all the time, or he's mm-hmm. singing, or he's doing something funny, or whatever, but, you know, as soon as the camera turns on, he turns into Grumpy Gus. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. and, um, you know, it. it's one of those... It's one of those characters that's so iconic. I mean, because good grief, man. When I was a kid, I had X-Men comics, lots of X-Men comics. I still have X-Men comics. Mm-hmm. And my favorite X-Man was Wolverine. I mean, because he is so gritty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's so real. He's just like, oh, well, I got to go and uh, what I do ain't pretty. What is that whole thing? I'm the best at what I do, and what I do is very nice. Yeah, right. I mean, and, uh, you know, cigar-chomping guy. You know I mean? So I think when they cast Hugh Jackman as that character, I was so excited because he really does become who we think is Wolverine. You You know, know, Logan. And it's kind of a strange story about how he got the part. First, they wanted Russell Crowe to do it, Mm -hmm. and Russell Crowe suggested Jackman because he was tied up with some other movie. I don't remember what it was. But then they cast Dugray Scott, who's... That would have been bad. But he originally had the part, but then he, like, had to bow out because he, like... Uh, hurt himself on Mission mm-hmm. Impossible 2 or 3. I don't remember which, yeah. which one it was. Yeah. And so it eventually went to Jackman. Wow. Yeah. I'm so glad because um, 
he has really made that character what it is. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna have to wait like twenty years or something to recast Wolverine. <laughs> but I really, yeah, they will. Yeah. You know, yeah. I really love uh, what they did with the character. You know, it's like um, the director was saying that you could take the character and make him. Like, you know, if it's this invincible superhero, you know, it's like a one thing. But then if you make the superhero extremely vulnerable, like he, I mean, because Wolverine, his healing factor is not working very well in this film. And it's not. It's it's something's, what's the, happened the, is the Admania. Well, yeah, the adamantium is, is kind of seeping into his blood now. And right. it's kind of giving him, it's killing him. It's poisoning his yeah. blood. And it's just, I mean, it's bad. He's really having a rough time. So, um, not to mention the fact that he's got to take care of poor Professor Xavier, who's having dementia. Mm -hmm. What happens when you get the most powerful brain in the world uh, when it has dementia? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the fabric of reality can unravel around you because, yeah. you know, he's that powerful. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't show it in the film, but they speak of it, the, the Manchester incident, which is where the X-Mansion ends, which suggests... He killed all the X-Men. It could be, yeah, or he killed a whole bunch of people. He killed, well... We know that. I mean, Yeah. Well, they, they said that that's what it was going to be, was then they almost filmed it, but they didn't, They decided not to because they felt like it would be an X-Men story then and yeah. it wouldn't be about Logan's journey. Because, um, you know, the first, the first scene that we have with uh, Logan and Professor X in that, I guess it's a water tower turned over it's like a uh, it's a water tower it's like a dumped over water mm -hmm. tower and he's keeping old old Charles in there and Charles is having this moment of dementia where he's like rolling around in his wheelchair just spewing out nonsense yeah, like it, was stuff. A, it was a Taco Bell commercial okay so he's basically picking up one inside his mm -hmm. head because he yeah. can pick up radio waves so he's spewing this out and then um, you know what I did shot yeah and, and what like, I what I didn't understand is like People are like laughing at it in the theater, and it's like this isn't supposed to be a funny no, moment. He's suffering no, from dementia. No, people who know somebody who suffers from dementia would understand this. It's really, it's really a sad moment because you had this. Uh, you know, we all know Professor X from all these other X Men movies and how awesome he was. You know, mm -hmm. and how regal and knowledgeable and you know uh, wise and everything. And to see him just a shell of himself, you know, and he's wheeling around that chair and he's spewing that stuff out. Um, and then you get to that bit where he gives him the pills or makes him take the pills and, and he says, you're just, he tells Logan, you're such a disappointment. You yeah. know, I'm so disappointed. And, you know, you, you really feel the angst whenever mm -hmm. Logan looks at him knowing full well that that's just a dementia talking and he doesn't know how to respond to him. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do you respond to your mentor who just tells you you're worthless, you know? Yeah, it's, it's got to be... Uh, you know, people suffering dementia will say something like that, and you know, the people, it's like, you know, that that's the dementia, but it mm -hmm. also still hurts. It still hurts, and you can see it on his face. You know, there's several there's several moments in the film where I felt that uh, Jackman's Jackman just nailed some of these emotional facial expressions, where he's just conflicted with so mm -hmm. many different twisted emotions. You know. Um, but I do want to talk about Daphne Keene because that little kid is something else. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's amazing. She's an amazing actress. Yeah, I mean... She's she, 11 years old. 11 years old. She pulls off this character that is really just uh, so deep, makes this character so have so much depth. 
Um, and you know, it also has and to do with the crazy ride, because but. yeah, but and it's crazy because most of the film she's mute. You don't even oh, know, know she can talk. Yeah, she does like most of the stuff she does is through fa- facial expressions mm-hmm. and body language. It's just amazing to watch her um, and to watch her react and, and interact with uh, Hugh Jackman. Oh, but the best parts are when she interacts with uh, <laughs> with Patrick Stewart oh, because yeah. it's so funny because he's. He's just like a loving grandpa mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, and she's she's this little brat. <laughs> she kind of wheels around in his chair, and he's talking to her, and she's not talking back. And um, he's telling her about the movie Shane and about him going to see it when he was Oh, a kid. yeah, the, and they're watching it in the hotel. That's great. That's really great. Um, you know, uh, from a writing perspective, when you bring in another piece and you use it to compare, because at the end, the ending speech that mm. Daphne Keene gives at the end of that, little X-23, mm. she gives the, is the speech from Shane. And, uh, you know, it's it's just like, they they made this like a Western. It, it, it feels like a Western. You're watching the whole thing, and, and uh, you know, um, and not only that, um, it was said that the uh, comic book of Old Man Logan is actually based on the film Unforgiven but with uh, Clint Eastwood. It's it, it's reference to that. So uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen Unforgiven. That's a great movie mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it. But it's such a great film, and it's probably one of those one of those genre bending films where you take uh, the the western and you kind of turn it on its head and <laughs> mess with it and really twist it around. But um, yeah, I could certainly feel like that this was a western. Could you? Yeah, it was. It was certainly. Yeah, that's how they meant it to be, was a Western. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you've got, um, there's several different motifs that happen, like a uh, guy trying to save his farm, um, guy trying to prevent the rustlers from doing something to him, a uh, guy trying to prevent the outlaws from taking over his town, or yeah. kidnapping his daughter, or whatever it is, and, and all those motifs exist in this film. You know, so, uh, great movie. Now, I do want to talk about the whole, the, the steelbook uh, because I well, watched I watched the black and white version there's a black well, and white the, version yeah it's the noir version it's not just in the steelbook uh, edition from Best Buy that's a oh, Best really? Buy exclusive okay. but they've got it in other packages okay. too you so can you can pick it. up a copy of it I would say that you should just because it's really interesting yeah the uh, yeah it is um, and the art on the steelbook is done by a marbled artist I can't think of his name right now it's really good um, um, but the but the uh, noir version, what's great about this is that this film really translates well to black and white. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, you know, black, and, and honestly, what it does also is it makes the film even more gritty and dark. <laughs> the blacks are very black, and the, you know, I mean, and the, the gray and the beard, you know, of, of Wolverine, you know, and um, just all the little things that were in the film, it, it really makes it even more powerful. Um, and, you know, the blood is just, it could be corn, it yeah. could be, you know, chocolate syrup for all you know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's just a child, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know what about this film? What's great about this film is I don't think it's just going to be one of the best comic book movies. I think it's going to be looked back on through history as one of the best pieces of cinema. Yes. I th- really think it's going to go down as one of the, hey, 
I bet it's going to be in the cri- get a criterion. I criterion criterion know, collection. I totally agree. About thirty years criterion criterion you know, collection. You know, you know another my, thing. That's my prediction. And, and while I was watching the movie last night, I watched it again last night. I watched the black and white again last night. I'm thinking to myself, man, if this little Daphne Keene doesn't get an Oscar nod, I'm going to be shocked. She won't. But she, she won't. won't because she it's won't. an R-rated movie and it's yeah, a comic book. Yeah, movie, it's a comic book movie. Yeah, it's like. Poor Heath Ledger, he only got an Oscar because he died. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, go go and get this movie. If you haven't seen it, you need to go get it. It's amazing. It's really good. Okay, so our dollar rental of the week this week, Richard, is The Day After. <laughs> All right. Now, Richard hasn't seen this movie. I have not. I'm okay. going to get to it. It's on YouTube, I know. I'm going to get it's to it. It's on YouTube. You can watch the entire thing on YouTube. But when I was a kid, okay, when I was a kid, uh, and you know what? Um, the show, the Go- the Goldbergs actually did an episode about it. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's such an iconic film from the 80s. Uh, it was a TV movie starring Jason Robards, okay? And um, I remember when I was a kid, um, I was told by my principal, he came over the, came, actually came over the intercom, and he said, don't watch this movie. <laughs> You've heard about this movie on television. Children, don't watch this movie. Yeah, what happens so when you tell a kid's not we a go kid watch not? It. Yeah, of course we watch it. So I watched this movie, and let me tell you something, man. It was at the height of the Cold War mm-hmm. when we watched it, and um, it's basically the story of this one guy and some other people, like kind of shift around to different people, but. It's a nuclear war happens, you know, in the United States. And you see missiles going off in Kansas and flying out of Kansas across the plains in Nebraska. And bombs are going off and, you know, nuclear fallout and all that stuff. And there's this disgusting scene where these people are just eating a horse. You know, just eating a horse, like, raw. Um, but, man, it just absolutely made me sick. When I was a kid, I wouldn't watch... I Probably I was... Gosh, it was, it was 84, 85 when that movie came out. And uh, it was on television. It was ABC. Mm-hmm. ABC Movie of the Week. And it was a miniseries. It was like four, it's four hours, I think. It's two nights. <laughs> but the thing came on, and we watched it. I watched the thing with my folks, I think. And, I mean, we just, our skin crawled. And here's the amazing thing about that movie that you probably don't know, Richard. That movie may have single-handedly been responsible for ending the Cold War. Um, because not long after that, President Reagan um, went to Gorbachev and wrote his letter about how we needed to de-escalate the uh, nuclear nuclear bombs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um, go look into it. It's kind of interesting, the, uh, the connection that the movie a day after, the day after has with the uh, ending of the Cold War. It, it, it's pretty amazing. But, the film still kind of holds holds up. I mean, um, I actually watched it uh, not long ago on YouTube, and still, it's pretty disturbing. I mean, because you you think about like back then. See, you kids nowadays, you have no idea about this nuclear nuclear cold war business. You have no idea. I mean, we might be heading toward one. Who knows? Another cold war, but um, it was pretty scary. They had drills where you. Get up underneath your desk and you know hide and stuff, you know, and duck and cover kind of thing. They had those drills, but I mean, really, we all thought to ourselves, if there was a nuclear, if a nuclear bomb hit Tinker, which is an airbase near us, mm-hmm. 
Oh, we're all dead. <laughs> we're all dead. We'll die in the flame that comes from the bomb. You know, we'll be sucked up into the ash. You know, so um, yeah, go check this movie out. It's on. It's on YouTube. You can actually watch the whole thing on YouTube, and not you don't even have to have read mm-hmm. to do it. It's great. Uh, still holds up. So um, I want to I want to kind of spend a second to plug my books. Uh, I've got plenty of uh, science fiction novels on uh, Amazon. Um, we have a Twitter handle. It is at. 3SCD, the word 3SCD. Okay, until next week, we're going to talk about 12 Monkeys. Yes, I love that show. (laughs) See you then.